Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin. I am excited to get back into Psalm 73 today. Yesterday, we were able to talk a good bit about Asaph as mm-hmm. a leader of worship, as a leader of Israelites, as a prophet, mm-hmm. and his his sons, and this kind of this course of or school of the psalms, psalms right? singers, psalmody. and yeah, and psalmody and within how, the temple structures, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and here's a guy that's that's struggling. He's mm-hmm. struggling. He's mm-hmm. and he had the he had the wisdom to to hang on to it and not just put it on public display, right? Uh, and because of that, he was actually able to come back to a centered place with God. Mm-hmm. But what we find here is a personal struggle. So today, I'd actually like to talk about the lure of idolatry. I think we should do that. But before we do, yeah. I've got a special happy birthday to one of our longtime Text Talk listeners, (laughs) Brandon, and you know who you are, happy birthday from your your boys, Edwin and Andrew, here at Text Talk. (laughs) Ah, yes, we we love that. All right, we're so super glad. And you know what? If you've been listening and you're enjoying our conversations and they're helping you, really especially if they're helping you, rate, review, subscribe, let others know about it. And we appreciate Brandon because he's actually, he actually lets people know about it. He does. He does. <laughs> so so happy birthday. Cool. Happy birthday. So you All want right. to read so Psalm 73 for us? Psalm 73 from the New King James Version. A Psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pains in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore his people return here, and waters of a full cup are drained by them, and they say, How does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly, who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocence, for all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, Behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation. As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awakes. So, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind, and I was so foolish and ignorant, I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. 
For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. I mentioned yesterday that what we have here is somewhat of a parallel in this in this first psalm of the third book. Psalm 73. Psalm, seven, yeah. psalm 73. Yep. A parallel to the first psalm of the entire Psalter. Mm-hmm. And so Psalm 1 begins with, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor right. stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. This mm-hmm. man is blessed. Mm-hmm. This is the person who experiences goodness and who experiences great things. Right. Right. And now we've got Asaph, who who is... So that, that first psalm, as we said yesterday, is, is the didactic. It's the teaching. Sure. Here is the teaching. Now in Psalm 73, as as we're entering this third book of Psalms, we've got a guy who's actually walking on a path. Yeah, here's the praxis of it, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm I'm walking on the path, and I'm looking in one direction, and I'm seeing the wicked, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm seeing where their counsel has led them, and actually, it looks kind of good. Well, isn't that the surprise? You know, in this kind of simple view, if you do bad, you get bad. But that's not reality. Asaph's saying, I'm watching people who do horrible things, and they are full, and they are fat, and they are rich. Yeah. And it causes him to wonder, am I a fool? Right. Have I been the fool the whole time? Yes. Yeah. Is is Psalm 1 even true? Is the first Psalm, the Psalm that we've been singing, is it even true? And and I'm going through these, these works and, you know, verse 14, all day long I have been plagued chastened every morning, right? He, he's not getting any breaks. And perhaps even the discipline of righteousness can be a hard thing against the flesh. What am I doing that for? So notice the very first statement, truly God's good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So this is the statement. It's almost like a proverb. It's, mm, yeah. it's, it's, it's a meme, if you will. It's a very <laughs> simplistic statement. You know, God is good all the time. You mean not every once in a while? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so here's this. Here, I mean, so let's think about that. Here, here's this modern statement that we have that folks just throw out: God is good all the time, mm-hmm. and yet it's kind of hard to use that as my comforting statement when I'm at the hospital with the wife whose husband died suddenly right. just out of the blue with a heart attack. And then mm-hmm. she's telling me about her, her daughter who had been arrested because of drug use the day before. And here she is, you know, struggling to serve the Lord, been trying to serve the Lord. And, and, you know, and I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, well, you know, God is good all the time. Yeah. Cause right now it doesn't feel like God is good. Right. And 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 walking through that, it's kind of this overly simplistic view, and and proverbs have their place, yeah. and uh, obviously because we have a whole book of them, but religion and spirituality and our relationship with God is not simply a proverb. And Asaph, in facing this proverb, has hit a wall, and he's got a struggle going on. Okay, here's the proverb: truly, God is good to Israel and those who are pure in heart. But yeah. notice this. Verse 13, in verse 13, here's his response. All in vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. It's like I'm looking around and I'm seeing those guys and they seem to be better off than I am. Was it vain for me to be one of these pure in heart people? He's not really doubting that he was impure in heart. He was doubting, was it worth it? Is it worth it? Is God going to be 
faithful. Yes, that's yeah. that's the doubt. I, I cut you off a second ago. Was there something more you were wanting to add there? Well, I, just to say that we might have, we might be, let me choose the right words here, that the faith that is built on these simple slogans mm-hmm. is one that might be severely tested. Yes. Okay. And 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 sloganeering yeah. is really Ooh. even less than Proverbs. I like that word. Right? That's but good. That's there's, good. A, there's a lot of Christianity today that it is just simple sloganeering. Yeah. And then when people either have a, a real challenge in life or, or given some deeper study or talking with some skeptic or some doubter of the faith, and all of a sudden they realize, you know, all the issues of Scripture actually aren't simple slogans. You know, walking this life isn't all about simple slogans. Yeah. And then it seems like their faith gets really shook. Yes. And what we find here, and this is the thing that I think is is the big deal, is the lure of idolatry. The lure. Now, I, I know that today I tend to look at Psalm 73 and see it as the lure of atheism. Hmm. But I think that's actually looking through our modern lens because I don't think the competition here is between God and no God. Mm-hmm. I think the competition here is between God and something and somebody else being my God. Like is All is, the gods. Is the God of Israel really the good, awesome God that we have declared? Or maybe I can follow some of these other gods. And the reason I think that that's, that's the key is that statement where, number one, pure in heart in verse mm-hmm. one, and then in verse 13, I've kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. Mm-hmm. The, these statements are reminiscent of Psalm 24 and verse 4, where in Psalm 24, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Now listen to this. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. This is what Asaph is declaring. I have, I've washed my hands right. in innocence. No, that's right. I've gone around your altar, Psalm 26, 6. My heart is pure. But in Psalm 24, 4, he who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not lift his soul up to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. That that idea of having the clean hands and the pure heart in Psalm 24.4 is tied to uh, monotheism. It's tied to Yahweh alone. It's tied to I'm staying away yeah. from, I, I don't lift up my heart to what is false. I don't lift up my heart to something else. And now Asaph is wondering, have I made a mistake? Because those guys, it's going well for them, and I'm struggling. Well, and to underscore this, that the differences between God or the gods, God or paganism, the idols, uh, when you read verse 27 of our psalm today, Psalm 73, for indeed those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. Mm. This is about a spiritual corruption of the covenant, as opposed to highlighting one specific sin, yeah. you know, of, of sexual immorality that God's going to come down on in this whole context. It really is about the God that you're serving and serving with a pure heart. And the, the, the cool thing about what you just said there is, let's, you remember James? We studied James yeah. last season. You know what? James actually picks up this same kind of imagery in James chapter four, where he, he says, at, okay, so let me drop down to the, the exhortation he gives to them. He says in James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you, cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. So he actually yeah. comes back to the same idea that we have in Psalm 24, yeah. that we have here in Psalm 73. Absolutely. But, but what is he commenting on? Back up in verse four, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Mm -hmm. It is an idolatry. Mm -hmm. It is a spiritual harlotry and adultery that he is addressing. And, And so here is Asaph and he is facing this lure 
of the idolatry. Maybe I want to listen to the counsel of the wicked because look at where it has taken them. Yeah. You know, I've been struggling to to wash my hands in innocence, to stay at the altar of the mm-hmm. Lord, to keep my heart pure, to have and that pure heart is the idea of a single, sincere, devoted heart. Correct. Not a not well, part of my heart's going over here and part of my he says, Why have I done this? And I love you you brought up verse 14, for all day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. I think I think one of the struggles that folks miss is that yeah the guy who's out in the world he doesn't feel like that because he doesn't care yeah he it, his his concept is I get to do what I want so his conscience is not stricken mm-hmm. when he goes and does what he wants but for the person who's striving to keep the hands pure uh, the heart pure and the hands clean when there is the mess up when there is the sin there is a stricken conscience there is the yeah. rebuke there is the 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 sadness. And sometimes even despair. Am I ever going to get this right? The folks in the world, they don't understand. They don't experience it. Those who those who, who pursue idolatry, they don't understand that because they just get to go do what they want. So, well, of course they look happy. Yeah. I get to go do what I want. And in this moment, I'm doing what I want. It's the person who's trying to be holy that realizes how hard being holy is. And then it births that angst that he's talking yeah, about. Have absolutely. I been wrong to pursue holiness? That's exactly right. So here is this lure of idolatry. I, I really liked what you're bringing up about the sloganeering. Yeah. It oversimplifies and it causes real problems when we realize that there's not the simplicity. And so what Asaph does is he says, let's let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to come back around to, yeah, you know, God actually is good to Israel and yes. he really is good to the one who is pure in heart. But that doesn't mean that every step of my life is going to feel like everything is good. Right. All right. It's, right. it's not always going to feel that way. <clears throat> and so there's this lure, as I see, where folks are, you know, we're in the moments before the promises are fulfilled. We often talk about that, living in the interim, the interim between when God has offered his promise and when it's fulfilled. And that's where Asaph is right now. He's in that interim. And so there's this lure. And I guess I just want to warn against that today. I, we'll talk no, about solutions good. later, yeah. but there's a lure. Yeah. And, and let's admit it's there. We'll talk more about how to overcome that tomorrow. You good with that? Amen. I'm good with that. <laughs> well, then let's it's wrap up. It's been a great conversation. Why don't you lead us in prayer, yeah. Edwin? Holy God, thank you so much. Uh, Lord, we face things that give us problems. We do know that you're good, and we know that really you are good all the time, but it doesn't feel good all the time. And because of that, our enemy finds a wedge, finds a chink in our armor, finds a place where he can lure us away. Lord, help us to hang on. Help us to be like Asaph, despite the struggles that we have, to hang on and to come back around to understand you you really are good and help us to support one another and to encourage one another. And we are so thankful that Andrew and I get to have these conversations that encourages us. And we're thankful for, for folks who are involved, emailing us, commenting on Facebook, being involved in this, being friends, being uh, those who are studying the Word of God. Uh, and we, we pray that you would be with our friends, our family, those who are listening, those who are involved in the various conversations. And we're thankful for them as well. Help us to bring you glory in all that we do. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.